Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Winner's Circle. I'm Derek. And I'm Cody. And this is episode four of Survivor. But as we've said in past weeks, we're going to start changing it up a little bit. So we're going to get about 15, 20 minutes of the Survivor recap. And then we're going to talk about a couple different topics that are that are interesting to Cody and I. If they're not interesting to, to you, you can tune them out. But again, going forward, we want to start letting you guys in on some of the topics we're talking about off camera and allowing you to be part of the conversation. Yeah. 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 So I'm really excited. These, uh, these are hot topics too. I mean, I am sure that when we bring them up, they're not going to be things that you guys are like, Oh wow. I didn't know that, but you know, it's different things that are going on in the world and that we wanted to weigh in on. Yeah. Well, we're human beings. We're normal people. We're not celebrities. We, you know, we were on a show before, but we're by no means celebrities. And so just like you guys, the, the conversations you're having with your family and friends, Cody and I are having them as well. And usually that happens after we stop the record button, but we're like, listen, we're building a community here. We're building a family and mm-hmm. we want to hear your guys' opinions on these topics because we, we're we not the authorities on these positions and there's different things going on in the world that are happening every day when we're talking about Survivor or Big Brother and mm-hmm. why, why do that off camera? Why not just involve you guys? So it'll be fun. We'll see how it goes. We'll make micro adjustments as we're going along, but uh, we're excited to get it going. So to get there, we have to first get through Survivor because we are fans of Survivor. We are watching it, and uh, it's been a good season so far, but we're going to break down the chronological order of tonight's episode, and um, and then we'll go on to that. So, Cody, how do you want to start it off? Because it was a really good episode tonight. Yeah, yeah, it was a really, really good episode. Let's just start it off as how we are introduced, and that is Ua is coming back from Tribal Council. Yes. After Brad was just blindsided, and Jeannie is livid. Not happy. What essentially Jeannie's coming back to camp knowing I'm on the outs. I'm I'm the bottom of the totem pole. And she's expressing that. And honestly, justifiably so. Like she was blindsided. She was privy to no conversations. And so she's she's really unhappy about it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I see why you would be upset, but it's not one of those things where you can really play up the like, I thought we were close, I thought we were family, because you're like on a show that's designed for you to manipulate and deceive others. So I wouldn't take anything personal unless it's related to stuff outside the game. Um, but I also think she was maybe implementing some strategy, like a little reverse psychology, like that's fine. You guys make your own food. I'll make my own food. Cause she knew mm-hmm. that was something that she was providing for the, for the tribe. Yeah. Um, but she's quickly realizing like, cause she's a fan of the show. Like mm-hmm. if they're going after Brad and I'm his right hand, they're going to be going after me too. But it was interesting what Shan did there. You know, I thought it was a pretty good move. I don't know if it was really effective, but Shan basically said like, Jeannie, you think you were Brad's right hand? I was. He told me something that he never even told you. But when he does that, I'm sorry, when she does that, JD picks up on it and is like, red flag, you gave me this whole spiel about how like transparency and being honest and truthful is like so important to you. And yet you made me divulge information about something that was privy to me. And made me feel terrible about it, but you had secrets that you weren't telling me about. So what gives? Yeah, I mean, that's just the whole sloppy gameplay. You know what I mean? It's like it, it's more so just trying to like kind of prove a point. Be like, well, you thought this, but really, I have this. Because Shan, to, to her credit, it was getting a lot of information. But what you don't want to do in any of these situations, right, is ever divulge to anybody how much information you're actually getting. You take that to the grave with you. You take that all the way to the end of the game. And then you divulge that to who you are trying to 
get votes from to win the game. I didn't like that she did it. It kind of seemed like an ego play. Um, but, it, you know, it kind of made Jeannie, I guess, like settle back down. Uh, but, you know, it, it raised the flag in JD's head, which I got to be honest, after watching this episode, the more I'm seeing this, it's just like flags are just like a little bit like flare ups that should like be raising flags in people's heads are just like sailing like fireworks right past them. It's like the fireworks yeah. are going off behind them and they, they can't even turn around. They're just like, I hear it. What is going on? And <laughs> I'm like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was a whole it was a the whole conversation was a little sloppy because you have her throwing out some stuff that. You know, I don't know if Jeannie really bought it. And then you have JD, who's feeling some type of way, as he should, word vomiting and telling her yeah. that he's upset with her. Yeah. And that, you know, she made him tell him. Like, he, this wasn't something he was saying to the DR or to the cameras or to us. Right. He basically told her, like, this is why, you know, I felt bad about it. And by the way, I want you to give me my advantage back right now. And it was yeah. like this awkward moment. Yeah. And and she did. And then right from that, we transitioned into the reward uh challenge, right? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna touch back on that again at the end of uh this wrap up for Survivor. But we get into the reward challenge. Um and we find dude, it broke my heart watching uh that reward challenge because it, uh what what's her name? Um Heather. Heather. Yep. It just was something that there, she could have done that 150 times. She was never going to get that. No, she was never going to get that. Another person I do want to bring up from this reward challenge was Liana. Did you see her put that thing up there and then get through it? It was like easier than anyone else did it. I was like, Yeah, I saw her zip through them. Was like, That is wildly impressive. Watch out for her when it comes down to the individual immunity idols because she yeah, seems she's like athletic. there's just nothing that's going to stop her. But Anyways, it, it was it was hard to watch, but it just showed Luvu. So we, we get through this challenge. Ua mm-hmm. gets it, and what what's the other what's the what's the other one's name? Yeah, Ua Yasa and Ua, Yasa, Luvu and Luvu and yep. uh, Luvu gets through. Oh no, uh, Yasa and Ua win, and that mm-hmm. brings Luvu to get nothing. And in this in this show. I feel like those uh, those challenges where you can get food are like crucial to yeah. not dying in competitions. Well, I really like this reward because you're right. When you can get food or supplies to bring up the morale of the tribe, it's yep. it's going to carry over to the next competition. But those whatever rations you're given, that's all you got, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's one of those things where instead of giving someone food. If you can teach them how to obtain food on their own, yes. it's a it's basically a reward that can carry through the entire game. So having I hope I say this right, this Fijian native, right? Mm-hmm. I hope I said his you know the, I hope so. the yeah, I'm not native, gonna correct you. Right. Nathan yeah. come over and literally show them how to gather food, how to, you know, I don't know if they would be climbing up the trees, but getting coconuts and going out and fishing and how to cook it and how to survive yes. off the land. That is something that's not only going to feed your belly for one meal. If you really retain the information that he's conveyed to you, if you go deep in the game, that could be something that saves you on day 24, 25, where yep. you're starving. Yep. So, you know, I thought I thought that was one of the coolest rewards ever to see, like, yeah. 
Like we take it for granted. Like you can go on Survivor and you oh, there's some good Survivor players. The people that are like native to that area would absolutely smash all of them. Like, oh, it would be game over. They're like starving. They're like, oh. like, oh my god, I can't eat. And he's just like, oh, come stay in the penthouse that I just built an hour ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, did you see that? the fishy caught? Yeah. What is that saying? What is it? It's uh, it's like. Give a take a yeah. Give a man a meal or something. Yeah, give He'll a man a, a meal. Day. He he eats for a day. Teach a man to whatever. To fi- yeah, give a man a fish. He eats for a day. Te- teach a man to fish. He eats for a lifetime. Yes. You know? and that I don't even like, think that's a saying. But, it, but, but we're going with that exactly. Yes, and but that's that's exactly what I was going for. But what I'm, <laughs> it's it's so cool how you watch. There's people that are out there that it's like you throw you and me into the woods. <laughs> ah, no, no, dude, I'd be done. No. My skin, right? My skin done. But then Son. you have people like, like, I mean, did you see the one guy at the? Uh, I think it was the Ua tribe when he like climbed up, gets his stuff, turns upside down, is like hanging on the tree, and then dude, that's in. not that wasn't the Ua tribe. That was the guy Nathan. Oh, I well, I thought that was oh, so that was at Yasa. That was the yeah, that was the Fijian was at, native. Uh, okay. No, that was the guy we did I like the Spider Man. All right, yeah, yeah. Where he, like, look, yeah, that yeah. was the that they were like, yo, this oh, guy's incredible. Ua got first, so they got him yes. there, and then Yasa got you know second. Yeah, so he was bit. like up there grabbing it, went out, caught some quick like three pounders, like no problem, all day. Yeah. Um, so that was a really cool challenge. I, yeah. I mean, what a reward. That's a that's a reward that can literally last the entire season for those people who gain yeah. that knowledge. Yeah. I my next note that I have on here cuz I we, you know we both take notes during the show. I don't really have anything too crazy in between the the reward challenge and the immunity challenge. Do you have anything that like there's obviously all those side conversations well, was there anything I missed? Yeah, there's the one side conversation that was pretty important and it was about um, Deshaun and Danny talking about wanting to throw the the try the uh, immunity challenge. Right, right. And essentially, Erica going to Deshaun, and we're starting to see a little bit of dissension between the Luvu tribe, where Erica's going to Deshaun, and she's kind of talking about how they need to go after Sydney, and she doesn't like, you know, she thinks Sydney is going to be someone that hurts them in the game. And what she doesn't know is that Deshaun is very close with Sydney. Sydney has been right. somebody that has been planting the information to Deshaun and Danny early on to build their trust. And so when Erica talks to Deshaun about this, Deshaun goes and tells Sydney. And essentially they come to the conclusion of Erica could be something, someone that hurts us down the road. So let's go into this. Let's go and into this tribal. She was. Uh, not this tribal. Yeah. Let's go into the immunity challenge. Let's throw it. Let's throw it and get out Erica right now. So that brings us to the immunity challenge. Yeah, immunity challenge, another thing where it's a combination of physicality and mental, you know, kind of a, well, I wouldn't even say it was a mental and they got to throw rings on a post. It's not really mental, but it's like accuracy, I guess you would call it. I felt like it was heavy into, so you think about all, everything that goes in, it's crazy that they've only been there for eight days, but malnutrition, not hydrating properly in the sun, dying out there and they have to swim at each one and somebody has to get up out of the water onto the block to untie everything and bring it out. And then they all got to swim, which is why I felt like it was kind of funny how Deshaun is like throwing this. He's like, I'm trying to go as slow as I possibly can. He's like, I I like, and it it almost was like, I was like, Deshaun is usually at the front of the group. So Mm -hmm. I was like, this guy, I was like, for me, I was thinking the whole time I was like, they're going to get caught. They're going to get caught with this. Yeah. I mean, the, he tried as hard as he could. He tried as hard as he could. And it just, ooh, man, ooh, they're just, uh, they, it's, it's well, the there. saddest thing is, is that Yasa was struggling bad. Like they, they couldn't even get out of the water. And ooh, and Luvu, I mean, if it wasn't for Lu, 
I'll tell you this right now. If Luvu wanted to win and didn't have Deshaun trying to throw it, they would have had all three rings before anybody else got one. I agree. And so yeah, agree. it was funny. You saw Nasir kind of get tired of it. He was like, get out of the way. And then Deshaun's like, great. <laughs> Like I had all Nasir, hands on deck. Nasir's kind of jacked, huh? Dude, Nasir was, bro, my favorite was when he's doing the thing with Danny. Danny's like, I'm going to push off. He goes, one, two. <laughs> and he did it in slow motion. Yeah. And he's like, his face, he's intense. Like you could tell this guy, he's there to win Survivor. And then uh, and then it was funny. I was laughing at that because I was like, wow, those blocks must be heavy. And then Ricard on his end, literally is putting him in there and just shoving him in with his chest. Like, no, no, no. Like, that was uh, Xander. Oh, Xander. Okay, the Xander. long hair got me. Jeff is like, Jeff is like, Xander just shoving it with his chest. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude. This no, kid. it was, it was, it was, um, I mean, I, I like the play. I like the play by Deshaun. I, especially after the conversation with Erica, this goes back to anybody who's going to think about going on a reality show, whether it's Big Brother, I mean, whatever it is, Survivor, anytime there's a social experiment. Yes, you want to get close with your, your tribe mates or your house guests. Yeah. But you got to remember, you're ultimately competing against them. And if you give them too much information or too much of an insight into how your brain works, the same person you're confiding in today could be the person stabbing you in the back tomorrow. And I think it's a a rookie mistake that Erica made there because I know she feels like she's close with Deshaun. I wouldn't be divulging stuff like this until you make the merge. You can be very surface level at this point, I think. I've never played, but that's how I would go. Yeah, it's so tough because if you think about it, it's been eight days, right? But it's like, we don't know. We're so not, we're not privy to all the conversations Conversa- that they're yeah, having. It's true. It's true. So it's so difficult. I can't, you know, I could think the only thing that that I try to wrap my head around is that Sydney was de- divulging information to Deshaun. And so, you know, was Erica the person bringing that information? And then when Sydney told Deshaun, was she bringing up like, oh, okay, hold on. Like, was Erica there? And it's like, okay, well, Erica was there. She didn't tell me. Sydney told me. So he may, it may be that they may have good conversations, which is why Erica may think, oh, I could trust him, but Deshaun ultimately knows, okay, well, Sydney has told me all this information. I trust her more, and she's who I want to work with more. So, sorry, Erica. And then I love that Deshaun, to your point that you were just saying, because you're competing against these people. So, what is one immunity challenge to send one person out of your group in order to benefit yourself? Because, say, Erica wants him gone now. Say they don't lose another competition, they get to the merge. Who do you think Erica is going to link up with and probably try to get out? She's going to latch on to other people. So you have to keep that in the back of your mind. Deshaun needs to get rid of her like as soon as he can, as soon yeah. as he can. What's that say when they, when someone, so when someone shows you who you, who they are, believe them. Yep. You know, like, and so you so have to he, do that. So, so he's looking in the game. If, if he, if she's manipulating and strategizing like that to him, his question is like, who else is she doing it to? So it's going to be interesting to see how that develops. And as much as Deshaun tried, it did not work out. Ua ends up losing the immunity challenge. They are going back to tribal just after, you know, a few days before that blindsiding Brad. So, you know, I will say this. I was happy about it because they're the tribe that I want at uh, tribal right now. Because I they're, they're loved, entertaining. loved tribal. So now we get to tribal. <laughs> And before you right. do, important thing, before you yes, do, as I was, yeah. you know where I'm going with it? So yep. go with it then. As far as the conversation. Yeah, Shan. Shan, yes. Shan pushing hard, hard to JD in order to get his uh, extra vote and his um, advantage only to 
you know, to, to, to kind of say, Hey, trust me with this. And I got to say, if you're like, if, you trust everybody. Right. But like, if, yeah, he really trusted Shan, but it was like the way she was pushing. I'm like, how don't you pick up on this? Yeah. Doesn't that like yeah. you, okay. You showed her last week. Now you have to show her again after yeah. she just showed you. I mean, what is it? A day, two days prior, I'm assuming, because they've been there eight days, like maybe a day prior where she was withholding information from you. Like, JD, what are you doing? Not, and not only what, that, that it's too, like, too naive, too naive on his if part. If she's like, oh, I think you're going to blindside me. It's like, well, if you think that about me, what are you doing? What are, what are you doing behind my back? And like, clearly you don't think we're as tight as I think we are. And, and you think I'm going to blindside you. I mean, how is that not a thought in his head when she was literally saying to him like, oh, you're my number one. You shouldn't withhold stuff from me. And then you find out like what I'm assuming chronologically was like one day she he didn't tell her the stuff. She hounded him. The next day was competition and then was the tribal council and then someone went home and then this came to light. So like, I don't know, 24 hours prior, she was just hitting you with all this stuff. It's like, dude, what, where are the. This is what I was talking about, where I felt like fireworks were going off. I was like, JD, what are you doing? Yeah. How the, are you the, allowing the her? The red to... flags were there. Yeah, but hey, to, to her point, to her yeah, credit. Great great move by her. To her credit. So now they get to the tribal council. Yep. And uh, I would love to know if conversations were had before this tribal council. You know what I mean? Because Gene yeah, almost... had to, Ben. This is what Survivor can do that Big Brother can't, which is yeah. why in a lot of ways Survivor is better because they edit the show. So they take you on a journey to believe that it's going to go a certain way. I th- I felt wholeheartedly based on the edit that Jeannie was going home. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she's going home. She don't use the rock. She's going home. Yeah. They didn't show the conversations where Shannon Ricard, they hinted to it where it was like, Shannon's like, I, you know, talking to the camera, like, do I just get him out right now? He's like a brother to me, but do I get him mm-hmm. out right now? Cause then I get the key. I keep the advantage. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was an in-depth conversation totally. between at least her and Ricard and maybe even Genie, where they said, listen, yeah. he's got an advantage. We're getting him out right we now. We got to do it right now. He's got an advantage. I'm holding it. Now's the time to do it. But if and- they do that, why do you have to watch the tribal? You already know what's going to happen. Exactly. So Survivor. Exactly. They point. They have you looking over here. And when it's what's really going on is over Dude, here. It makes, a good, they, it makes a good show, though. They got me. So, like, let's just to kind of wrap it up. It was JD goes home three to one. And I was sitting there eating my quesadilla. And my jaw almost hit the table. I did not see it. I did not see it coming. I, I was like, I thought, to the producer's credit, I thought when she said the line about, hey, JD has all these advantages and maybe the time to take a shot, I was like, producer line. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they were just trying to throw us off to the obvious yes. Jeannie was going home. Yes. I, I was 100% and with you. Like, I was like, yeah. oh, they're just trying to throw a what if in there so you keep watching. But Jeannie's a, she's a dead man or dead woman walking. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, that wasn't the case. JD goes home three to one, completely blindsided. Great move by Shan. Um, Jeannie, props to you not throwing the rock out there because I, I would have been like, I was sitting there. Yeah, I'm dropping it. That's why I feel like there's conversations that happen that we are not we are not privy to. Because of course, because I was sitting there being like, you idiot, how are you not going to take your shot in the dark, Jeannie? What are yeah. you doing? Are you there to play the game? You're really just going to like. After they showed you, you're on the outskirts. You're a bottom of the. You're either bottom of the totem pole. You're not going to play your shot in the dark. I was like, "Are you crazy, Genie?" She and knew they got something me. we didn't know. They got me. They definitely so, got me. So kudos to you, Survivor. Great move. And I want to talk a little bit more about JD, but I think we can incorporate it in the Idol and Exile of the Week. So, what do you want to start with? I know you don't have it on like the screen. I don't have it on the screen, him, which yeah. is fine. 
So do you want to start with Exile of the Week just because I think our Exile of the Week is going to be the same person, which is JD. JD. Right? I mean, JD, I would love to hang out with you, bro. I think you're a good guy. I think you genuinely love this game. But we've seen it on other on Big Brother. We've seen it on Survivor. Just because you're a super fan doesn't necessarily mean you'll be good at the game. Because once you get out there, as they said so eloquently tonight, like Jeff was talking about it, he was talking about it, like it's so easy to sit on your couch mm-hmm. and kind of say what you would do as you're eating your bag of chips. But there's so many things you don't see when you're not actually playing that play into your decision-making process. Yep. And JD is... Uh, uh, now in the line of long line of examples of people who are genuinely super fans, but when they get out there to actually play the game, yeah, they're not very good at it. And yeah. I th- it wasn't just this one move. JD no. has been making mistake yeah, yeah, after yeah, yeah. mistake after mistake. He was kind of like falling with style the whole season. Yeah. So I, not a surprise. I knew he wasn't winning the game. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to be this early. I thought maybe people felt like they could use him as part of their plans. Yeah. I thought, I thought maybe, you know, because unless, unless Shan and Ricard had a conversation with Jeannie that really brought her in. It was like, Hey, we need to stick together when, when the merge happens and they gained her trust by doing this and keeping her safe. Cause my thing was, it's like, okay, you don't like, I felt JD was a little more impressionable. So he may have been somebody that like ventured out and didn't work with them. But I also felt like Jeannie could do the same because he's like, well, you guys screwed me. I'm on the outs anyways. I might as well branch out. But now this may be, may, might have been a way for them to like rein her in and be like, we need to stick together. We can really do this because we're going to have a way like for Luvu. Cause like for me, all I'd be doing if I was Ua is like, how are we going to get to this merge and then figure out how to target Luvu who hasn't lost a player yet. It's going to be interesting. And as far as idol of the week, I think we say it at the same time on a count of three, maybe it's the same, maybe it isn't. You ready? Okay. You got yours. One, two, three. Shan. Shan. Oh, come on. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yup. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. the polar opposite to JD being yeah. the victim of a great strategic move by Shan. Mm-hmm. You know, you might think giving someone your advantage shows favor and builds trust, and you may be right. But I also think it puts you at a disadvantage and in a point of weakness because that person who has, you know, promised to give it back to you, well, if they get you out of the game, they don't have to. So, you're really vulnerable at that the, point. And Shan picked up on it and made the move. Yeah. The only thing I don't like is that Ricard knows this. Oh, um, yeah. So he's, but, and he's, he's sneaky. I don't think he's, he's going to backstab Shan. I think him and Shan are, are to, to They're riders. To the They're going to go yeah. for a while. But I was gets wrong near last the end. Week. I'll say it. I was wrong last week. Shan and Ricard are the duo, not Shan and JD. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I mean obviously, that's the yeah, case obviously, now. So obviously, yeah. It was a great week. Great week of Survivor for sure. I do like the idea of not having the live feeds for it because mm-hmm. it does make the show suspenseful Yes. where when I'm watching Big Brother and I love Big Brother, it'll always be my number one. I'm sure it'll always be your number one for what it's done for our families and you yes. know, all that good stuff. But I will say that like, you know, even if you don't watch the feeds, which we didn't watch a ton of feeds on Big Brother, we still knew what was going to happen right. for the most part come come the eviction well, night because yeah. and if, you, if you're on social media or you're in any everyone's putting it out there. Yeah. And you don't need to watch the feeds because there's also so many outlets out there where like I would go on, you know, shout out to big brother daily, uh, BB updates. They would literally have like a page and a half long update of like here, catch up on what happened the last two days. Just uh, like just straight up conversations, no speculation, nothing like that. Just straight conversations that happen. And so, although I would always say like, Oh, we're not watching the feeds 24 seven. Like, we're reading up on the feeds. So 
you know, you don't get that survivor. And I do agree with you that I like it because it allows you to have those shock factors where like my, my mouth was my, my, my hat went to the back of my head and my mouth was wide open when, when I saw it was three to one JD was going home. Dude, it was, it was a good move. It does it survivor. It's almost like, you know what you're doing and we will be there <laughs> next week. The, the, uh, the preview looked good. We won't dive into the previews cause no. obviously we'll save it, but looks good. The season looks good. I do think that not the entire cast are really good players, but there is a good sized group of really good players. So if they can make the merge, I think we're in for a really good second half of the season where there's just going to be like multiple layers of strategy going on. And there's also some big competitors like former NFL players, things like that. So mm-hmm. these in a, these individual immunity challenges are going to be absolute fire. I can't wait well, for we're it. At, we're at 13 and, and you guys weighed in in the comments to, and we appreciate it. We heard, I saw some people weigh in and say the merger happens around 12. Some people weighed yes. in and said 10. So thank you guys for weighing in. I'll be excited to see next week because I think at the end of next week's episode, we may be seeing that a merger may be coming. So that yeah. would be cool. I agree. I th- I hope. I mean, I think that's when the game really gets interesting because right now it's like, for the most part, it's just survival mode, right? Like just yeah. getting there. Yeah. So really good stuff. That's going to do it for Survivor. So if you're only here for Survivor, we're not offended. But if you want to stick out for the rest of, uh, of the conversations we're going to have, please do. And by the way, these conversations will be about five, uh, you know, eight to 10 minutes each, maybe, maybe a little yeah. longer, depending on how deep we go. But we're having this conversation with you. So feel free to weigh in comment sections right down below. If you're on Apple podcast, comment in the, the rating section, give us a rating five star preferable, right? Yeah. That'd be nice. Please. And, and tell us what you think. We read the, we read all the comments. Yeah. We read all the ratings. Um, we also have an Instagram page at winter circle. You can go there, comment, tell us what you think. The only way we can respond to it the next week is if we hear from you. So we'd appreciate it. It helps the algorithm. It gives us some inputs and yeah. to make minor adjustments. All good stuff here. So you got the first topic, right? Yep. First topic. And the headline is, so for those of you guys, I am sure everybody has heard the name Nicki Minaj. So I'm changing screens now right here. We're going to do it. So we're going to switch screens now. Okay. And so I'm sure everybody knows the name Nicki Minaj, right? She is one of the biggest pop stars on the planet right now. And this headline reads, Twitter denies putting Nicki Minaj in Twitter jail for spreading COVID vaccine rumors. And so I'm going to, I'm going to back, I'm going to pack, pack, backpedal a little bit to give you guys some yeah. information just in case you don't know what's gone on with Nicki Minaj as of late to bring us to Nicki Minaj pretty much accusing Twitter of putting her in Twitter jail and also accusing them of shadow banning her. And I'll explain that in a little bit. So what happened with Nicki Minaj was, about about a week and a half ago, Nicki Minaj put a tweet out and was tweeting about the Met Gala and why she wasn't going and how she was anti-vaccine and said that her cousin, who is in Trinidad, uh, had a friend who got the vaccine, then got swollen testicles, was sterile, and his wife broke it off with him. So she was anti-vaccine. Since then, the Trinidad minister has put out information saying this is false. Trinidad did a ton of studies showing that nothing really, there was no substance to this. And so Nicki Minaj got a ton of backlash all over the media, all over the news. As everybody knows to date, probably the most controversial thing to talk about would be COVID and the vaccines. Like Mm. it's probably just like a no fly zone, like whatever, don't just... If you have an opinion on it, just keep it to yourself, honestly, and just kind of do go to your day to day. So Nicki Minaj put that tweet out there 
It caused a ton of backlash because Nicki Minaj, for those of you that don't know, has like some 80 million followers on Instagram, 157, million. I heard. 157, 157 million. 157 she million on Instagram. She has millions and millions and millions of followers. So a lot of people were, you know, a lot of news outlets were saying it was a little insensitive for her to put information Well, she's influential. Like Very influential. She can move the needle for sure. Because people- For sure. People Dude. do. I don't. I don't think you do. No. But some people look to their- celebrity favorites for advice and by the way by the way you should not be getting advice from anybody that just because they're a good singer or a rapper or an actor yeah rely on the doctors you know if it's about your health rely on the doctors rely rely on you know your own due diligence yes but Nicki minaj did say to do that so i but anyway just to how how much she pushes the needle she did like this photo shoot of of crocs in the pair of crocs and the croc sales like skyrocketed yeah i mean so they're influential this is people. why exactly so this is why it brings us so that's a little bit of the backstory and it brought us to Nicki minaj feeling like she was shadow banned which shadow banned is a term that came up where you feel like you're you're your tweets, your Instagram posts, your stuff is not getting put out to your audience on the regular scale that you're used to, where maybe if someone searches your name, you don't really, your stuff doesn't show up. Or if you tweet, it doesn't get out to all your followers. And it brings us to this point. Does, do the social media platforms have way too much power? I'm not talking about what Nicki Minaj said. I, there's no reason for her to be putting out information like that. Do your own due diligence. Do your research. Find out what you feel comfortable with. But do these platforms have a little bit too much power in this day and age? Because you said it earlier. What do we go to social media and all this stuff for now? Almost more than maybe we go to our TVs. Yeah, news, pop culture, whatever. You know, we definitely we definitely rely on these types of platforms to get to be a source of information. Correct. And the thing that I, the thing that is starting to make me nervous about these platforms is how much power they have over withholding and then pushing certain information. Right. And, and it, it came to a head with, with me a little bit, you know, I've never been a huge fan of Twitter, to be honest. I think it's a very toxic platform. Um, I'm really not a huge fan of social media in general because I love living in the moment. Christy will tell you, I hate taking photos out in public. If she doesn't get quick snaps in like the first two, I'm almost checked out. So I'm not big on social media, but what what I am big on is being able to, you know, anybody being able to kind of to speak freedom what of they speech. Want. Freedom of speech, right? <laughs> freedom of the press. Yeah. Right? That's that's a big thing that has been engraved in this country, which is why I do believe we are the greatest country in the world. Um but I don't know, like, what do you think about that? Do you think that these private platforms who now are in, you know, you have Amazon who has who has uh, different like um, what are the things called that ha- that like hold their like network where they could pull stuff off platforms and Apple has it. You know these private companies have so much power in this sector right now to be like, I don't want this person's information out there. Shut them down. Don't yeah. allow them on. You know, let's connect because at the end of the day, bro. If it's if Facebook decides to shut you down, Twitter and YouTube, YouTube, you're done. Who are you getting out to? You're done. Even, three. Even, I just named three. Even celebrities, they make a living by mm-hmm. marketing their brands, their their art, their art, their music, whatever yeah. on social media. So it's critical. And I think you said something there at the end that's really important. 
we're asking if it's right or wrong, but we also acknowledge that it's a private business. And we know that private businesses can do whatever the hell they want, Mm -hmm. but they've kind of monopolized the game where they've become so big, they can control the source of information Mm -hmm. and there's really no government regulation over that. So it, it becomes a really deep conversation as to whether there should be government regulation over it. A mm-hmm. lot of you might say, no, yeah. no, no more Big Brother, no more government regulations. It's a private entity. They can do whatever they want. You don't have to use their platform. It's yeah. not their fault that they got so successful that they've now become a source of information. As far as shadow banning and stuff, you know, just my personal experience with it. And again, I'm a nobody, mm-hmm. yeah. but I, I am, I make no, I don't make no qualms about it. I don't hide it. I'm a big fan of firearms. Not necessarily, I'm not a hunter or anything like that. I like building them. I like modifying them. I kind of look at them as like art almost, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I, it's what I enjoy doing, you know? And uh, I know, and I'm okay with this because I'm not doing it for self, you know, for any other reason other than for you guys to see it. But if I put up a post of, and I t- was talking to Cody about this yeah, before you brought up this topic. Yeah, uh, yeah. If I put up a post of my kids or Big Brother or Winter Circle or Crime Weekly, I'll get a ton of views on it, ton of views mm-hmm. on it, ton of uh, uh, likes or whatever on it, a lot more engagement, a lot more impression rates on it. If I put up a photo of a gun, it's cut like by 10%, uh, by like 50%. It's half, if not yeah. that. Like there was one I just did where I think in the first like day, I only had like 10,000 views on it, which mm-hmm. in, in the grand scheme of what I usually get, it's very low. Now, mm-hmm. I personally don't care about that. It it doesn't matter to me. I know why they're doing it. They have an algorithm that anytime a firearm or anything like that gets gets posted, they can flag it and it it throttles it down or however it works. But it does make you concerned about the future because to what you're talking about right now, firearms are kind of across the board. They're frowned upon. If you're going to start posting about firearms and you're, you know, that's what you want to do. You just got to understand that part of posting about them is you're going to have less people see it. I don't care Mm -hmm. about that. But if you're like a, firearms like uh accessory manufacturer that could be a major problem for you because that's how you're feeding your family right but when it comes to science and politics and things of that nature the fact that facebook twitter instagram youtube whatever it may be if their opinions on those issues do not align with yours Mm -hmm. are we going to get to a point where it won't even be subtle anymore Mm -hmm. it'll just be this person aligns with what we believe. We're going to promote that, make sure more yep. people see it. And this person doesn't. And we're just, we're going to put an algorithm in effect that in only ensures that only a small amount of people see it, therefore controlling the narrative mm-hmm. because that's not, that's the trajectory we're going where I agree. we're there already. And it's, and it could only get worse. So, de- you know, I don't think it's a good thing to answer your question directly, no. but I also don't think there's really anything you can do about it. Okay. That's, that's a dangerous that's a dangerous statement. Yeah, true that, though, that's right? a I mean, very I mean, dangerous statement. I mean, and guys, let us know. So again, I obviously what brought us to this topic was Nicki Minaj. Don't we don't really we're want not to talking hear about you the vaccine. About Nicki we don't. Minaj. We don't. That's or not the what vaccine. We're in we don't care. You're, we don't care. That's not. We both that's agree. Not what this is about. Oh, we don't yeah. talk about vaccine either. Yeah, even you and I both. It's, just, it's not a conversation that that. But it's your personal. Honest, it's your personal yeah. choice. And so. We want to know about if anybody else sees this trajectory because there's another there's a, a social platform that was trying to kickstart. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It's called Parlor. I remember it was all over the news and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it started to kickstart, and what happened was Apple and Amazon both decided we are stripping this from and uh, and Samsung. 
we're like, we're stripping this. You're not going to be able to download the app on on an Apple phone. We're taking it out of the app store. <laughs> You're done. You're dead. Um, Amazon has, I'm, I can't believe I can't, I don't know what these, like the- No, it's the server. The it's server. the server. So the server Amazon has AWS. bought up servers. Amazon has bought servers. Yeah, they have Amazon server farms. Said, yeah, you're not getting on our server. And Samsung said, you're not going to be able to download it on an Android. And so they essentially squashed. They killed them. They killed them. Parlor. And I'm sure, I'm sure that if you were not keeping up with it, you know, people, some people have no idea what Parlor is. But now that's, that's the point. Do you guys think that these social media is like, please weigh in? Because honestly, Derek and I, we're on here. We're, we're, we're honestly, we're, we're expressing to you guys some, these are personal conversations we have. And right. This is, we're on social media, you know, that are our followers to other people, to advertisers that can be viewed as something that can be monetized. You see it all the time. People make money off of their social media platforms. People make money off their YouTubes. Is it, is it, is it like, is it getting to a point where you said it's like, there's nothing we could do about it? Is that a good thing? Yeah, I know it's, it's tough. And to be fair about Parler, and I didn't research it or anything, but you know, it's a, it was allegedly being run by conservatives, right? And and the uh, you know the apples and the Twi- you know Samsungs and a, you know Amazon AWS were claiming that it was more. It wasn't about being conservative. It was the 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 narratives they were pushing as far as alt right, Nazi, yeah. all that stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't want to support it. And guess what? Nothing happened to them because they have the right to do that. Which again is yeah. the whole reason we're having this conversation because right. they can sp- right. they can say no, we're gonna. We're not even going to allow you to have an opportunity to try to grow as big as us because we're so big now. We've basically monopolized the industry. Right. Sucks to suck. It'll be interesting to hear your guys' comments on this one. I think it's a really fascinating topic because all of us, for the most part, are on social media. And, you know, at the end of the day- It's our day to day. Yeah, it's the way we communicate with each other. Go check. And also, guys, everybody go down and check your screen time, which Derek and I will weigh in on this next time. Check your screen time and tell us in the comments how much of your screen time on your phones go to these social media platforms (laughs) and how nerve-wracking that makes you about if all of a sudden they can really control everything. I'll tell you right now, I'm nervous to look at my screen time. Yeah, no, I know I know mine's up there. Mine's up there for sure. Okay. So we're we're gonna change topic. change topics now. Again, we're only gonna spend about 10 minutes on each topic. So next topic is something that if you're following me on Crime Weekly, then you probably know this already. But we have to talk about it, not even from a um an investigatory perspective, but more so why it's getting so much coverage. I've been seeing a yeah. lot of things about it. There's been a lot of information coming out about this case, and we're talking about Gabby Petito. Um, if you don't know about Gabby Petito at this point, you're kind of living under a rock. Um, but the reason we're bringing it up now is Gabby Petito. Um, they, it was yesterday. They came out with the press conference announcing her, her cause and manner of death. For those of you who don't know Gabby Petito, essentially, as you can see from the screenshot here, um, last month she was stopped by police. Um, or even before last month, I believe it was in August. She was stopped by police. She was with a boyfriend. The reason they were stopped by police was because uh, passerby said that the male was assaulting the female. The police stopped them. You can see the screen grab here. I strongly implore you to go watch the body cam footage if you haven't already. As you can see from this photo, Gabby was extremely upset. They were asking her questions. She admitted that she had struck Brian Laundrie, but it also appeared based on visible injuries to her face, Brian had struck her and that there had been the back and forth. And I talk about this on crime weekly a lot. You have to establish a primary aggressor. I've already said publicly, the police should have arrested Brian in this moment. And maybe we wouldn't be having this conversation that we're having right now. So 
Fast I would love to hear you touch on that a little bit because I watched the body cam footage as I think most people did. And we're sitting there being like, what in the world were the cops doing? Yeah, it was not a good look. Right? Like, I look. was like, you got to take someone at that point and you got to determine the primary aggressor. And primary aggressor is not always, hey, who hit who first? It's who has the ability to call, inflict the most damage and who has the ability based on their stature or whatever to remove themselves from the situation. Right. He's stronger than her. He can easily push her away, get in the car and go. Mm -hmm. um, but when he decides to engage, he is the primary aggressor. And again, she had visible injuries I to the left side of her head. Um, and it's bad. It's bad because we're talking about her now. Again, for those of you who don't know, this incident happens. Fast forward a couple weeks. She goes missing. Brian Laundrie flies back to Florida. He goes on a camping trip with his family. Then he goes missing. Now there's this nationwide manhunt for Brian Laundrie yeah. because they eventually found Gabby Petito's body. Mm -hmm. um, they did not say how she died at that point. Um, but I was really interested to see the results of the autopsy because it could have given us some insight into what, have ha what had happened to her. So if it came back where it was blunt force trauma or whatever, you could still assume that he assaulted her. But mm -hmm. there's also a scenario in that particular case where maybe she fell, hit her head yeah. on a rock, and Brian right. got scared, and, he and now he's on the run. However, that's not what happened. The coroner came out. He announces the results. Cause and manner of death are homicide, which means death by another human, and it, the manner of death was strangulation. So again, you can't accidentally strangle someone. So at this point, although we can't stay with 100% certainty, it is reasonable to assume that based on who was with her at the time, as far as we mm -hmm. know, Brian Laundrie murdered Gabby Petito. And based on his behavior since, I think it's even more in line with that. Now, we have to qualify and say mm -mm. right now there's only a warrant for bank fraud, but he is a person of interest in her murder. Um, and now there's a nationwide manhunt looking for him. But I bring this up because this, these cases happen all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I will say right off the bat, there is absolutely... Um, credence to the idea that well, people of color and indigenous women, they don't get the same coverage mm -hmm. that Gabby's getting. So I don't, I think Gabby's getting the coverage she deserves. No doubt about it. I would only hope that going forward, all walks of life would get the same type of coverage. The mm -hmm. media is covering it on every network, every YouTube channel's covering it. I would only hope that this is something that continues on for people of all walks of life and not just, you know, the little white girl. And I'm not trying to make this about race. It's not. But you do have to ask yourself, why her? And I don't know the answer. Why is she the one getting this national attention when there's cases like this going on every day? Yeah. I think it's I think it's because the cops, they have the video footage and every all of this stuff is leaking. Like the cops literally, this could have been shut down before, yeah, a great before it happened. So that's, I, that's why point. I think it almost, because it almost creates this whole like, you know, it, and it is the saddest thing to actually like have to say this because it really happens way too often. It does happen all the time, but I think what's the biggest shock factor and why people are like repulsed by this is one, the cops could have had him in custody. Two, he did. I cannot say, allegedly. Yes, there's assumption, right? I'm using the correct terminology. There's a belief based on there's what belief. we know the facts that he he may be responsible he may or for may not, and he's missing. And now my thing is, is in these situations, you probably know a little bit better than me. So I'm going to ask you the question and see if you, you know a little bit about this. How often when the person is missing after X amount of time, does it become like 
X amount times more hard to find them. You get what you guess what I'm Yeah, no, I get there? it. Well, with missing people, right? With it, you you know, if you're having a missing child or something, if they're not found within the first 48 hours, they're usually deceased. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. statistics behind it. But in this case, when it's someone who's a fugitive, there have been multiple cases where people have gone on the run for 10, 15, 20 years. I mean, Whitey yeah. Bulger yeah. went on the run for, I think, wherever it was. It was a very long time. Here's the interesting thing about Brian. It's been alleged, and it's pretty much been confirmed, that he went on a trip to the Appalachian Trail and basically lived off the land by himself for three to five years. When was this? That information Back came in the, out? Yeah. They're saying three. I was doing it on the um, the live stream for Crime Weekly, and there were people saying in the comments that he has gone and done trips where he's lived off the land in these areas. Specifically, it was the Appalachian Trail, and he did it. Um, so a lot of people were saying five years, but even conservatively, three years living off the land because, as you know, for people who don't hike, along these hiking trails, there'll be like shops and um, not shops like shopping malls, but like sh- little houses and stuff where you can basically sleep in there for the night. Some other hikers will leave behind food and water. And they're basically like shelters in case someone gets in trouble while they're up there and they're all along the trail. So anybody's allowed to use them. So if he's staying off the beaten path and just kind of hopping into one of these huts to get some water and land, he's trained in that. Yeah. So, I mean, they have no clue where he is and they've come out and said it. No clue where he is, bro. You got to think about this too. Like, how somebody can change their appearance, like what a little bit of facial hair after like, you know, three weeks of not shaving, like how to everybody, to like the naked eye, everybody's like, okay, you start having photos that are circulating in the media, right? As to what, who, who is Brian? And then all of a sudden, like three and a half weeks, four weeks go by, we're now into a month and he may walk right by you and you're going to be like, oh. Unless you're like studying it day to day, he may walk right by you with beard, with a beard, longer hair maybe, and you're just it's it becomes way more difficult. It's you crazy. might miss him. Yeah, definitely way off in the comments. We've kind of given our opinion on it. You know, Cody has said right out he thinks it's a combination of the accessibility, right? The ability to go and be your own detective and watch this body cam footage and come to your own conclusion. And then the amount of exposure being given by other YouTube channels, you know, for people who don't know, they they were they were riding around the country in a van. That was Mm -hmm. what Gabby and Brian were doing. And they really had no clue where the van was or where they had been leading up to her disappearance. It wasn't until a fellow YouTuber who was driving a trail caught the van in a corner. And it looks like her body was discovered a very short distance away from where the van was after. Right. Shortly shortly after. after. So would they have ever found her body? If it wasn't for this YouTuber. So it's a really interesting case, but weigh in on the comments, you know, is it race? Is it the, just the, the, the specifics of this case involving the amount of video we have to consume, to kind of digest and kind of analyze on our own? Is it a combination of it? Why is Gabby Petito essentially a household name at this point? And, and this new true crime trend that has been kind of ongoing, but is in my opinion, since this case skyrocketed, yeah. why is that the case? What what is it about Gabby Petito's case that makes this the reason why everyone in the country is talking about it? I mean, I think, you know, it's this has been something that a lot of a lot of people in this country have like a fixation on, to be honest. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of shows I was fascinated. There was a show that came out on Netflix that was essentially how the FBI created their criminal minds, like division where like they work to figure out how like people that are like you know, 
maybe have like a something mentally that causes them to be serial killers. You you know what show I'm talking about? My God, the show was fascinating. God, was there's the, so many. There's so it, many of them. And I wasn't even, I'm not big on these things because these, these type of headlines, these type of stories, like they like boil me to a point where like, I I just, I just can't have it. Like I I don't, I know that it's there. So I know that there's something that I always have to be aware and I always have to make sure I always tell Christy all the time, like even just, you know, not about, cause she's with me. I'm talking about like being out because you hear about different game when she's alone by herself, my sister, because you just never know. There always, there always could be someone lurking. So you just always have to remain high alert. And what I'll say about this is what Gabby was doing in that, in the body cam footage also was almost defending him, blaming herself. That's a common trait seen with victims of domestic violence and the cops, the cops who are trained should be able to recognize that. And I mean, I'll say this and I'll kind of finish. This will be my last take is you are never going to change somebody that is that abusive towards you. They are never. And when they lie to you and tell you that it's because they love you and they tell you that it's because you mean so much to them, that is a narcissistic or a manipulation tactic in order to, you know, seem like the most vulnerable state that you're in. It is a lie. Please, anyone out there that finds themselves in an abusive relationship, please seek help and don't allow the person to escalate it to. God only knows God something like this. any situation. Correct. It can happen. It can happen. No, I think it's a great way to end it. And these these first two topics, you know, the first one we talked about, not too deep. The second one, a really heavy topic. So we want to end. We always want to do this. End on a little bit of a lighter note. So that's what we're going to do here. Next topic, our boy, William Shatner, 90 years old. Yeah. Becomes the oldest man to travel to space. Captain Kirk himself is now an actual uh I guess I would call it Space Frontier. And it was with Blue Origin. We talked about this. I hit on it a little bit. This is Jeff Bezos' company. He's kind of in a race right now with uh, Elon Musk to commercialize space travel. And honestly, for me today, it wasn't so much about William Shatner and being 90. Although I will say this. He's the best looking 90-year-old I've ever seen. I was watching the interview. He does. He looks like, he looks like he's in the 70s. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. for me, I if said- you... If you would have told me, if you would have told me that in 2021, we'd be on the cusp or we'd be doing it of commercializing space travel where you can pay, although you and I wouldn't be able to afford it, but you can pay to go to outer space. That would have seemed unattainable even five, you know, five years ago, because space to me was always, unless you're like a scientist or an astronomer, and and mm-hmm. you spend all these years, and you're a fuck, you're a pilot at some point. You're passionate. How, you're just. You almost I was about to right go there because I thought <laughs> I had no chance, and now I do. <laughs> but but um, you know, yeah. I would be. I was always envious of these uh, astronauts because I felt like mm-hmm. as this was something you had to decide when you were very young, or there was no chance. Mm-hmm. And now you're seeing normal people get the opportunity. So, what do you think about the commercialization of? space travel and being able to basically book a plane ticket like you would a plane to LA, but this time you're going to outer space on a rocket. I mean, here's, here's the thing that I, mean, I think come on, about this. What are we talking let me, about here? Let me, let me, let me make this, I'm going to make it a little deeper for you really okay. quickly. Why is Jeff Bezos, Bezos searching and trying to just commercialize sending people to outer space? Why does William Shatner Need to go to outer space. Well, it's simple. Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos is an alien. Jeff Bezos is, is either I mean, an alien Elon Musk. or 
he is out there searching and probing, where's my next home? How am I going to get off of, and what does he know something that we don't know? Is our earth on the verge of just crashing and burning? Not to scare anybody out there, but I mean. We were just what, talking about the asteroid Why is he so week. fascinated? Yeah. Why is he so fascinated with the space travel? Like, well, I mean, Elon Musk has said it, right? I mean, he wants us to live. He wants to have the only way he has said outright, and I'm paraphrasing, the only way to sustain human life is to find a, a secondary planet to live off of because this planet is dying, you know, and, and we're not doing the right things to maintain it. And we are very susceptible to extinction because if something comes to us, we have nowhere to go, you know, and he's always said inter, I don't even know, interplanetary travel, probably saying that wrong, but it sounds really good when he says I it. I mean, I got nothing um, for you there. Interplanetary travel, it's definitely wrong how I'm phrasing, saying it, but we're going with that. Interstellar travel, maybe that sounds a little better, whatever, I'm but he always, he's going. believed that we have to have colonies on another planet and it looks like he wants it to be Mars in order to, to ensure that human life would go on even in a catastrophic event of like an asteroid or whatever that, you know, we're, we're living on these platelets, you know, the te- tectonic plates, you know, where they could, we could have mass. Um, we're scared the it, shit out of people right maybe, now. No, listen, cause this is going to be a topic next week. If you guys want us to go there, by the way, the, the tectonic, the tectonic plates and how they shift and honestly, how Volcanoes. much, and, and, and just how much of our, 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 our planet is made up of water and how small we are in this galaxy like i would love because now that we have this this is great that we can do this scene we're gonna put videos up here and i want to watch this video next week to show just how tiny little like not we are smaller than the smallest no the smallest smallest grain of sand that is completely destroyed into the smallest particle ever like that's what we are in this on a beach on yeah. 17 beaches. Yeah, no, I, 17 I, beaches together. It's absolutely fascinating and it's hard to wrap your head around, right? No, dude, it's it we're, we're we haven't even begun to explore what's out there or anything like that. It's, we haven't even it, explored 10% more than 10% no. of the ocean. And we <laughs> don't we're talking about we want William Shatner wants to send, I mean, uh Jeff Bezos wants to send people up into space. Hey Jeff Bezos, go figure out something that finds the deepest darkest cracking down in the ocean, please. I think they already fi- they they're on that though, no? Maybe not. I mean, either way, I I personally think, as if you guys can't already tell, I'm fascinated by it. I'm excited about it. I think you know there may be a world where it becomes. I'll probably be dead by the time this happens, but it'll be affordable to people like you and I, where it'll be like expensive as expensive as a trip to Disneyland. Because if they can find ways, which they're doing right now to make a sustainable rocket that can be reused time after time. That's where they're going to cut out all the costs. And if they can do that, if you watch the launch today, I'm sure there's a lot that goes into it, but that rocket, they strapped in, they were in like normal chairs with like four point uh, six point harnesses. They were only on the, the, the rocket for about 26 minutes before it took off. It goes up into space. The whole thing was very quick and they were back down touching ground they had gotten to a point in uh, in outer orbit where they where there was zero gravity they got to experience all that see the earth i was jealous and yeah. i hope that i win like a lottery or something at some point to get to do it because i am out if i do well, if i can well, have that chance here's the thing this kind of brings me to uh a random movie that happened it was called passengers you know the movie with jennifer aniston and chris oh uh, yeah 
Of course. Yeah, well, yeah. So you saw how that went wrong. Every time they make these movies, it almost makes me say, where are they making these movies from? Who are giving them these ideas? Aliens. Aliens. Extraterrestrials. It's always, it's for those of you like guys that don't know, Demi Lovato says that aliens is the derogatory term. Oh, you're not allowed Demi to say Lovato. that either every morning either. I, I, that hasn't been deemed anything, but Demi Lovato felt that the term alien. I thought was it was. I thought it was extraterrestrial. Uh, they are extraterrestrial. That's what it is. So, but it's like, did an extraterrestrial come down here and say, "Hey, this is what's going to be happening"? You guys want to seem like geniuses? Start chronologically playing out your movies like this. Could be. I mean, Could you're be. winning some deep shit there. I was talking about taking a spaceship for a couple grand. Well, you no. saw in the, in the movie Passengers, the reason why I said that is because shit went wrong and they were the only two damn passengers and everybody died. That was, that, that was because Chris got lonely, saw a hot chick, and was like, mm, I'm going to wake her up. How you doing? How you doing? Um, How you doing? So sound off in the comments below. Let us know what you guys think. What do you think about the commercialization of space travel? Are you for it? Are you against it? If you had the opportunity to do it, would you do it? And what would be the specifics if you would do it that it would have to be under? Like how many flights? Right now, I got to give Shatner a lot of credit and the other people that were on the spaceship. This is only their second mission. This is only their second flight of human travel. Take some balls because yeah. a lot can go wrong. And yeah. yeah, I guess you could say he's 90. If, if something goes wrong... You know, he's lived a full life, but still. He's like, hey, if I'm going to go, that's how I want to go. Hold this on, let's, I go let's transition really quickly back yeah, of course. to our other one. All right, done, transitioned. And so, we are gold. That was a beautiful yeah. transition. Yeah, I don't even think I have to edit that. Um, but yeah, so it could go right back into that because I kind of, I wanted to, I didn't want to get caught ending with the whole. Like that. Yeah. yeah, no, listen, that was sound off. This for me, just my quick like synopsis. It was 57 minutes, exactly where we want to be around. That's what we yep. want. We want to do our shows. We don't want to be too long. I think personally, I love this concept. I like mm -hmm. covering Survivor, talking about a show we love, but then getting into conversation because this felt more like you and I were talking. I, I yeah. forgot that literally we're recording. Yeah. And so for sustainability and the reason to want to come out and continue to do this, we like having these conversations with you guys. They're real conversations. We're not always talking about Big Brother or Survivor yeah. or Amazing Race or things that really in the grand scheme of things are entertainment, but they don't matter. These topics we're talking about now, not all of them, but the way we're framing them, they really all do matter for yeah. everybody, yeah. regardless of your beliefs, your race, your religion, yeah. whatever it is. We're all yeah. human beings, and these topics are important. And yeah. so just like you guys, we're, we're fathers, we're brothers, we're sisters, we're mothers, and we should all care about these issues. So yeah. I personally enjoyed this format a lot better. This was awesome. And so what I really would love to hear you guys is just weighing in in the comments on, on everything we talked about. And then also, what are some things that maybe you saw that, that you have been we should talk about next week that you would like to see us talk about next week. That's, that's the more important thing because you are the ones that are tuning in. You guys are the ones that have been making this so incredible for us that we appreciate having here. And so we want to make it something that you guys look forward to and enjoy each and every week. And so really please do weigh in on the comments. And as always, do not forget, turn on bell notifications after you subscribe to the channel, because if you don't do that, then you may end up missing a video. And then all of a sudden you don't realize it. Life happens. We understand that. And a couple of weeks go by, you'd be like, oh my goodness, I haven't caught up on any of the Winter Circle episodes. So can't make be, sure can't you guys have that. those notifications. Can't be doing yet. that. You don't want to miss what's going on here. You don't want to miss it. Guys, we appreciate you joining us here on the Winter Circle. We'll see you next week.